Welcome to the Keep Living Podcast. I'm your host, May Lacey. And I'm your girl, AJ. And we're here to remind you that all storms run out of rain. We just have to keep living. So tune in. Hey, Internet. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're back. We're black. Yeah. <laughs> it's your girl, AJ. It's May. And we miss y'all. We did we did but we've been busy we've yeah. been working and we traveled to san francisco yeah we've just been living our real life yeah <laughs> <laughs> had, a, had a good time but we want to talk to you what is probably i i have run into very few people that this is not at least one of their favorite things what are we talking about today we talk about music absolutely um for us you know music is one of the things that helps us to keep living and it helps us navigate through life it shapes our lives it brings us together with other people yes and it it helps to heal our spirits so that's what we're going to be talking about today And and you ready yeah are you ready you know I'm ready. I could talk about this forever. I know, I know. It's you, you. It's one of your favorite things in the world. Oh my goodness, it is. <laughs> so I was, I just off the cuff. Um, I was watching a YouTube video the other day. There was a a little girl, and she has a rare genetic disorder. As a matter of fact, she's the only person that has it. And nobody knows what to call it. They don't know what it is. And the gentleman that was doing the interview wanted to know from the mom, how do I make friends with her? And she was just explaining to him, you know, no sudden movements or like, you know, I guess really loud sounds. And so he decided he was going to sit next to her and play his guitar. And... He started, you know, she'll let you, she would let you know, you know, if she was happy, she would cry. If, I mean, not cry, <laughs> if she was happy, she would like laugh. You, she would, this big smile would come over her face. And mm-hmm. if she was sad, she would cry. And he started playing his guitar. She found his guitar with her hand and dropped her head and she was just grooving. And if he stopped playing, she would cry. She would get upset and start kicking her legs. And when he played something that she didn't like, it would pretty much be the same reaction. But as long as she was playing something that she could vibe vibe to, because she was basically feeling the vibrations from the guitar, it, it was a lovely thing. It was so beautiful. And to me, that's what music is. Um, they say it soothes the savage beast. Um, it they use it for for babies, yeah. you know. And it, it, it like you don't have to be, you know, completely like how we are. Like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like with her, she has a, a debilitating disease, but she, it still resonates with her. Absolutely. Yes. I think sound. Yeah, in the vibration, it, it still vibe with her. And that's amazing. It was a beautiful thing to see. Music is universal with everybody. It is because even bad people, so-called bad people. Right. 
you know, they have some form of music that they say made them do the nonsense that they did. I mean, they have somebody to blame it on, but it is that universal thing that ties us all together. And for the moment that you're standing there, you forget what you don't like about this person, this group, whatever, right. you know, and you all are just taking off on that wave with that mm-hmm. concert or with that live music. And, and that's why I really wanted to talk about this. So I wanted to take it back to our childhood and our parents, because usually that's where you get your first music from. Right. If you're allowed to have it at all, um, yeah. whether it's, um, you know, secular or not, that's where you usually get your first music from. So talk to me about your mom and the the artists or the music that she gave to you that you still listen to. Um, so with my mom, I think the, the number one artist that I still listen to is Anita Baker. Yes. And I think every black woman from my generation's mom gave them Anita, Anita Baker. Baker. Absolutely. <laughs> and we appreciate you all for that. Because <laughs> An- Anita Baker is a gift. She is. And, and she's the one person, one of the people that you know of that male and female alike. You know, yes. when you put her on, she's talking to everybody. Everybody. And her voice is so soothing. And it's, you know... The only other person I know who I could say is even in the same vocal arena is probably Tony Braxton. And it's because their the their voice is not effeminate like that. And it's it's not masculine. I don't know, I don't even know what to call it. Like a warm blanket. Yeah. And it's just it's so it's it's like suede. <laughs> to me <laughs> you know it's like that's just what I think of when I hear their sound it's just so like ugh, I love it but Anita Baker is one of the artists that my mom gave me and she's actually one of the only ones that I still listen to my mom used to listen to Angela Wimbush oh, you know but you can you can tell when a woman listens to certain things the the mood she's in or or what she's going through but as a child, we didn't know. We just, you know, oh, it was just some music. There she go with yeah. that song again. But as a grown-ass woman, <laughs> looking like, back, okay. and I'm seeing her, because when I play some Angela Wimbush, I can literally see my mom sitting on the porch. We had a wraparound porch mm-hmm. that was screened in. It had like a one of those long swings, you know. And I can see her sitting on that porch, literally seething. <laughs> <laughs> because she's upset with my stepdad over something. She used to smoke Benson and Hedges cigarettes. So she got this long ass cigarette and she's out there smoking. And she's got the door open. She's playing, you know, some Angela Wimbush. And Angela was her go-to girl. In those, you know, for stuff like that. Yes. You know, we all have that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Luther Vandross, The House is Not at Home. <laughs> That was my mom's song for when she was going through things with my dad. Right. Unfortunately, because my parents, when they latched onto a song, and they would play it over and over and over again. So I decided it was another one of those songs. Oh, they really like that song. And but see, so, that's what we think as kids. But she told me different. She told me different. She told me why she was listening to that song. And so, so it made sense. So mm-hmm. your mom gave you Angela Wynn, but well, not really Angela. That was her. Yeah, that was her going through yeah. the, going through it song. 
But Anita Baker. Anita Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my parents were music heads and my mother listened to everybody. You could wake up on Saturday and it'll be Al Green. Um, it would be Sarah Vaughn. Um, when she would sing Hello Stranger, that mm -hmm. reminds me of her. I still listen to that. But artists that I know that I can listen to a song and relay it back to my mom is like um, Steely Dan, that whole entire Asia album. Stevie Wonder's Boogie on Reggae Woman. I love Stevie Phoebe Wonder. Snow um, is the love that makes a woman. Then she gave us artists that none of our friends ever listened to. Um, Basha, Tanya Maria, Boney James. Mm -hmm. So that's my mommy. Who's your dad? Reggae all the way. Him and Bob. Bob Marley, you know, Jimmy Cliff, Peter Tosh, Third World, Steel yes. Pulse, all of those, all the old reggae heads. So reggae was his thing. Reggae was his thing. And now now he would mix a little Smokey Robinson in there, which was strange. <laughs> because for someone who, to me, only listened to reggae, he loved Smokey Robinson. Because Smokey is smooth like that. <laughs> Smokey yeah. is that voice that, and do you know, okay, you know how um, people will have a certain sound to their voice and then as they get older, mm -hmm. his still sounds the same. The same. It's like butter. It's like silky sheets. <laughs> That's funny how we describe <laughs> these artists because um, Anita and Tony is suede and when warm Smokey is, yeah, silk sheets. <laughs> But that, yeah. I'm telling, okay, so the whole Exodus thing with my parents. So my parents had this thing where um, if they were going to listen to music, you know, they weren't real big drinkers, but there might be something around like um, some Bacardi or something like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they would try to outdo each other with these songs. So Bob Marley would definitely show up. Um, the one go-to, whoever played Wars, City, Country, City first. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. They thought they had done a damn thing. <laughs> but um, with my dad, my dad gave me um, Fela Kuti, um, uh, that album that he Fela had Kuti. with Ginger Baker. Mm -hmm. This song, Black Man's Cry, him and my uncle Leon used to wail at the top of their lungs to that song. My dad also introduced me to the fact that, yeah, we do like white people because for the longest, I didn't know that we did. Um, he was just so pro-black that the fact that he showed up with the Doobie Brothers one day and my cousin Dickie, but that's another story, but the Doobie Brothers. And I was like, what are you doing listening to that? <laughs> where did these white yeah, people Yeah, where did they come, come from? from? And he played minute by minute and what a fool believes nonstop and that's when I realized okay you can one like white people or mm -hmm. at least their music the music and um that they had soul they had so you know so much soul so he gave me the Doobie Brothers he gave me Osabisa he gave me Miles Davis and Santana and together it's just like Hall and Oates yeah oh, yeah they have I soul. can't go for that right Yes. For years, I didn't even know they were white people because they had so much no. damn soul. How about um the Rolling Stones? Yes. Um, what's that? Miss You? 
Mm-hmm. And um, David Bowie with Less <sighs> yes. Dance. After that, it was just, you know what? It was no holes barred, period. Because then when I was a teenager, it was Depeche Mode and Duran Duran. Duran and we Duran. both like Culture Club. <laughs> Love Culture Club. <laughs> yeah, NXS. So, so it was all of that together. But yeah, our parents really literally laid the good foundation. Yeah. And now I have other people, too, who would introduce me. Because like I said, my dad was heavy into reggae. My mom was pretty, you know, solid on her the women artists that she listened to. But my aunt is one of the people who introduced me, like my mom's sister. She was, she's not that much older than us. So Mm -hmm. maybe about 10, 15 years older. Mm -hmm. So she was still like in that pop generation when we were kids. Okay. So that's who introduced me to like Prince and, you know, like Michael Jackson and things like that. Prince, Lisa, Lisa. And Culture Club. You know, that's who introduced me to that sound, that pop culture sound. And I appreciate that because they used to get dressed and go to the club. And we sitting there and they were, you know, of course, a part of that is playing music and dancing while you're doing your makeup. And, you know, things we tend (laughs) to do today. Getting ready. (laughs) Yeah, the getting ready ready. part. And so we would be listening to this music and it would make me excited. I'm like, I want to go to the club. You know, I'm like 10. My aunt used to argue with with me about Michael Jackson. I used to be like, that is my boyfriend. And she's like, no, he's not your boyfriend. He's you're, he's too old for you. He's my age. Oh, my God. She was crushing all my dreams. But I remember my dad, used he bought me Michael Jackson's Off the Wall album. I remember falling in love with um, Earth, Wind & Fire because my parents used to get dressed to go to their concerts. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to On Your Face, which everybody samples. And I just fell in love with them. I mean, I have loved Earth, Wind & Fire since I knew they were Earth, Wind & Fire. They had a song called Evil. Mm-hmm. And my dad used to play it. But because it was talking about evil, I thought somebody was coming to get me. I had to stay <laughs> up at night. The whole time that song was, you know, constantly in rotation. Mm-hmm. That and Isaac Hayes' Walk On By, the beginning of that song, when you're a kid laying in the dark, ain't nothing nice. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I don't think that, I can honestly say that is the one thing that I am so grateful to my parents for. I remember when we were kids, you know, before CDs even came out, we used to have the with the 45s and... Girl, I was around when A-tracks were popping I know, off. but the first one <laughs> that me and my sisters were able to buy on our own, and it was Levert. Are you serious? <laughs> Which one? What was the song? Um, um, Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I remember wearing that fucking album out. Uh, we bought that album and it had a b-side that you know how i have like that one album inside and i think on the b-side it had like his brother and i can't even remember what song it was but you know that side rarely got played yeah but when you got sick of listening to casanova so much you would flip it over flip over to the (laughs) b-side b-sides are slept on yes oh my goodness (laughs) 
That's um, so funny. Uh, yeah, I, I miss albums. I miss the Snap, Crackle, and Pop. I used to buy them, like, maybe about 10 years ago. I used to try to collect them just to have them because I, I had a, um, a hi-fi. Yeah. But I stopped, you know, I got rid of it because, you know, moving and stuff. I got rid of it, and I just stopped collecting albums. I went and bought a Mandrill album just because I remembered the cover. That, okay. that my dad, I was big on album covers back then. Yeah. And I think the scariest album cover ever in life um, belonged to Miles Davis, that bitch's brew. I don't know what he was smoking. Some good shit. Oh apparently. my, no. <laughs> that album cover, I used to sit and stare at it for oh, Now you're going to have days. me looking it up online and check it Look out. it up. When you're a kid and you're looking at that, it's like, what is wrong with him? But you don't realize how the creative process of how shit used to be back then. Because now we get streaming stuff. So we don't get the full creative visual of an no, album the cover. the album cover. The front that the shit back. used to be so meaningful. Yes. Oh, yeah. Not, not just yes. the front and the back. When you open it. When, when you, you open it up. you see oh, Michael yes. Jackson landing. <laughs> it's like, hey. <laughs> yes. No. But you know what? Uh, the Last Poets. Their album okay. covers. Oh my goodness! They had me think that um we were gonna be fighting a war <laughs> real soon. Like I was yes. like so yeah. Album album cover art definitely pictures that you could sit and stare at because the Jacksons yes. were a thing to behold. Yes, back in the day, and nobody can not tell me they do not remember if they don't remember any fucking album cover. You remember Michael Jackson's fucking you album do. cover. You do. You do. You do. Off the wall. Off the wall. You remember opening that shit up. You yeah. remember that shit. Off the wall. That's my favorite Michael Jackson album. I think that's every black person's favorite Michael Jackson album. I love that album. That's the best Michael Jackson album. From start undisputed. to finish. From yes. start to finish. And then I know my generation, we like bad. But off the wall is the best. Musically, to me, it is. It, yeah. it really is. The, and and you get, who's on there? Stevie Wonder did mm -hmm. I Can't Help It. You got the duet with Patty Austin. Um, what is this? The Fallen in Love. And then you got the Brothers Johnson thumping on there. And you got Quincy like all blended up in the whole thing. That album was just sound from start to finish. What was the worst, Michael Jackson? Ew. <laughs> Worse, I don't know that there is a worse in so much as I don't like when he was. I hate to say it too, the whole like blood on the dance floor phase. I mm -hmm. think it was a sound that he had that I just got tired of. It was like a constant, like, um, like he was really chasing like these bass beats or whatever. Mm -hmm. I can't describe it because I'm not a musician, but I kind of like left him alone for a little bit up in there. And then mm -hmm. when he started making songs like, um, I didn't like You Are Not Alone and Sue Me, I just didn't. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't really care for that either. I didn't like, um, oh, but I love Stranger in Moscow, though. I don't remember that one. You remember that one? Mm -hmm. That song is 
Okay. Maybe I have to hear it. No. Maybe I just don't know the, I am the going, name of it. As your friend, I'm going to make a Michael Jackson playlist. Oh, cool. And share Spotify, it with me on Spotify. And I will share it with you. Yes, I will. Okay. But yeah, um, he had his moments. What do you think the biggest Michael Jackson song was? Um, I think Thriller. Well, yeah, Thriller. thriller. I, I didn't even think about that just in that moment when I asked that question. But yeah. I think Thriller is the biggest Michael Jackson song. But outside of Thriller. Your Beat It's and your Billie Jeans. Yeah. But what about Remember the Time? That's a jam. That's a forever jam. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. That, that the, the, video, the video. Oh, my God. <laughs> the yes. video. That is a Will forever, never be forgotten. Never. <laughs> I waited for him. So many different times I waited for him. When he did the whole Motown um, reunion thing where he did the moonwalk with his mother's jacket on, I I think that was the only time I remember screaming at a TV. Mm-hmm. But my mother took me to see him and his brothers. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it's just those moments, you know? Right. Who? Okay, speaking of going to see, like, concerts, mm-hmm. what's the best lives you've ever seen? The best live I've ever seen, hands down, has to be Jill Scott. Jill Scott gave it up. Mm, and and I, second, Anthony Hamilton. Okay, so I have like three. I have Earth, Wind & Fire, Stevie Wonder, and Pat Metheny. Um, He had an album, and I think the name of it was We Live Here or something like that. From start to finish, you could listen to that whole album musically sound it was fantastic it was so good i'm gonna turn you on yes but i love jill scott i remember i went to see her and maxwell yep and when maxwell came on i thought it was nap time because you cannot concert tour with jill and think you're gonna come behind her Right. And give me a little bit of hip movement i mean yeah and and then don't make me sing you know, he did a lot of that. You sing this part. Yeah. No. And I think it was the same concert because it was a Jill Maxwell concert yeah. where she opened up for him. Do you know they and didn't finish that tour? But yeah, they it. didn't finish that tour because he was upset because her set was so much better than his. And that's sad that your opening act outshined you, but that's not her fault. She gave a hell of a concert. And she gave it up. She you should have been opening for her. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Because that know. you would have like let us in quietly. <laughs> yes, and she would have woke us the up. fuck up. Yep. <laughs> and I love Maxwell. Don't get me wrong. Me like too, he but is it's a different the sound. But yeah, you can't. <sighs> it's a different vibe. You can't have them two in the same like arena like that. It's not gonna mesh. No, you can't have the full ball. Before the sizzle, the little sizzle, right. you know what I mean? You can't, you can't have that. But yeah, so those are my favorite, those are my favorite lives. Um, so who's your, who's in your, your top five? And um, I know you said it, it's, it's like if you could, you could never listen to music again. Yeah, you could never listen to music again. What five artists would you keep in rotation? Okay, this list is crazy, but I want you to think balance, okay? Mm -hmm. Balance of sound and mood. Okay, Stevie Wonder, Mm -hmm. um, lyrically, 
just for his lyrical content. Okay. Um, music, definitely, but his lyrical content, Earth, Wind, and Fire, because they tend to combine so many different genres of music mm-hmm. that they would give me my start to finish, my slow, my fast, my my African drum beats to my salsa, you know, mm-hmm. they combine everything. Then Boney James, because he's my favorite saxophone player and I love his flow, but then I'd have to have Beethoven. And the reason, oh, wow. the reason why, That's different. no, the reason why is because at some point you're going to want to just listen to that. You know what I mean? You're going to want to take it all the way down and just sit by some water and then just let whatever is playing violins, whatever orchestra is doing what they're doing, just let it go. Right. Um, and then Living Color, because they're my favorite rock group. And if I'm angry, <laughs> they they you would be rock out. they I can rock out. They would be totally appropriate. Okay. I get with that. So just for the sake of balance. Yeah. Mine is totally different. I went completely, probably (laughs) emotional. (laughs) I didn't think about in terms of balance at all. (laughs) I thought emo. Okay, so who you got? Um, So, of of course, Bob Marley. I don't want to wait for your love. (laughs) Um, And Kendrick Lamar. Yes. You know, it was a struggle with me between Jay-Z and Kendrick Lamar because I love Jay-Z. But I also love Kendrick Lamar. Yes. I love Jay-Z, but Kendrick Lamar to me has a better message. And I could get, you know, I could get with that. Yes. Um, Sam Cooke. Yes. I love yes. Sam Cooke and my best friend. From I guess back I plan on having no romance in my life because, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, she introduced me to that kind of music years and years and years ago. But Sam Cooke, uh, Jill Scott, you gotta have some Jilly from Philly. <laughs> yes and because like you said she she gives me that that hype and that smooth you know mellow she all in one artist all yeah in a bag of chips but and mary j blige and everybody knows why with mary right because mary got that soul she got that soul and she's the soundtrack to your life <laughs> It don't matter what the fuck you going through relationship-wise, Mary has been there and done that. But you know how tripped out. But with music in general, there is a song for every situation. For every situation. Every situation. Happy, sad, good, bad, up, down, in, out, crazy. It's a song for, for all moods. And it's funny that you say that. So have you ever just like sat, like if you've gone through a breakup or something, and because I have, I've gone through a breakup and I've sat in, I've used music in a way to sort of usher me into that mood. You know, like if I'm sad, I'm dealing with this breakup. You want to just cry and get it all yeah, out. Yeah. And I want to get, get over it. And, and, but I don't, I want to go through it. So I want to cry and I'll pick a song or a, a playlist that is going to make me feel everything that I'm going through. Do you remember a song you ever used? Um, yeah. Recently, like when I was going through my breakup last year, mm-hmm. I think I used, um, I think the chick's name is Asian, A-S-H-A-I-N or something. Mm-hmm. But her 
second album. I need to listen to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her second album, like, is the truth. <laughs> it hit it. I was listening. I was driving in my car one day and I, I put it on because I was just thinking about, you know, the relationship shit. Mm-hmm. And I put it on and I'm like literally in tears. <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm like, I'm going to die because I can't even see clearly <laughs> to drive. <laughs> like, pull over. And I'm wiping my eyes like I can't even drive. <laughs> but, you know, it, and I can't say that it feels good, but it's it's a part of the healing process. You got to you got to therapeutic. Yes, yeah, therapeutic. Because once you cry and get that shit out of the way, then you can refocus. And, you know, that shit only lasts. You go wallow for a minute. Yeah. And then it's like, OK, I'm past that. Now, let me play some. I got a playlist called. <laughs> Let's call it fuck that nigga. <laughs> and after I cry and get that shit out of the way, I'm turning that playlist on. I'm like, fuck that nigga. <laughs> I'm jamming that playlist. You got some bops on there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've used music in that way to make me feel a certain type of way. But then I've also used music to heal me from, you know, that. Yes. So we use music in all to all kinds of ways to bring about all kinds of moods and make us feel ways to make us not feel ways, you know. Yes. So it gets me through traffic <sighs> every day. Yes. It keeps me from like having road rage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of. But <laughs> <laughs> So when you're leaving work, what what kind of music do you play after work? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it depends. It I'm that type of person that if a song pops in my head, then that's the song that I'm gonna listen to. Mm-hmm. Um Solange has been in, in constant my car, rotation. A constant rotation. Sampha has been <sighs> in rotation. Who is that? Someone said he talked, he sing like he has gravy in his mouth. <laughs> Poor thing. Like, like, no, 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 like the food is hot. <laughs> <laughs> he, sings like the food, he sings like the food is hot. But <laughs> I cannot unhear that shit. I do. But I, I love his I Me love too. Him. I love his music. But every time I hear him, I think about that shit yeah, and I just die. I like him so <laughs> much. But yeah, it could, it could be anybody. And see, I'm totally different. When I'm leaving work, I want to listen to some hardcore gangster hip hop. <laughs> I want to be in my car gang raging. I want to be thugging. I had a long ass day dealing with customers and clients and people who have taken my thug life <laughs> and stomped on you it. You gotta get it back. <laughs> so I wanna listen to some hardcore shit so I can gangbang and be hard again. You Girl, know? I'm telling you, it could <laughs> and, and for me it literally is anybody. In the morning when I'm driving to work or when I'm preparing for my day, you know, I like to listen to some mellow stuff, some India Irie or some positive you know, lately I've been on Mac Miller. You know, I've yeah, been I love Mac Miller. Listening to him, ah, I love his music too. And not only just his his 
lyrics, his music, and his it's content, great. the music itself. If you'd like to suggest a show topic, send us listener letters, or just submit comments in general, please feel free to email us at keeplivingpodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Keep Living Podcast, and find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Keep Living Podcast. And now, back to the show. And his content, the music itself, blends with his content so well. So lately, I've been on the Mac Miller kick, you know. I can tell you, if I were to get in my car right now, the one song that I would play is um, Cheryl Lynn's Got To Be Real. Okay. Don't ask me why, (laughs) but it just came in my head, and that is literally how I roll. And it's so strange because <clears throat> you you know that singing show, The Mask, The Mask mm-hmm. Singer? Yeah. Did you see Shaka Khan got a mask? No. It's so funny because you have this whole entire panel of musicians or, or singers. So you know they have an ear. Right. And you know they know that that's Shaka Khan. And I love how they dance all around the fact that it's Shaka. But she got unmasked. And I didn't like her song choices on this, you know, this particular show. Because she was basically, I guess, singing the things that she wanted to sing that resonated with her. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that the audience could appreciate her in her totality okay. on, on this particular show. But she's been on there. Gladys Knight has been on there. Patti LaBelle has been on there. And they have all been unmasked at at some point. And it's strange to me because I would have let them go on forever. Why? Because I know them. I know their voices. I know their music catalog. I know my mother listened to them, which lets me know, too, that Today's ear is changing. Yes. It's it's different. Um, even the sound that's being put out today is different. Like when you listen to music today, you don't notice, but there's no love music being put out. No. There's no, <laughs> no romance. No in between it. the sheets. None no. of that. Come on and go with me. Right. None of that. No begging, no Keith Sweat. Oh, no wait, begging. Shit. Weren't we just talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The begging as Lenny Williams. Uh, oh, yeah, my I goodness. Cannot. Okay, y'all. So we have to tell you. Tell them because I can't tell them. <laughs> no, I was I was asking you the, you know, with all of the music that we love, is there one song or one artist in particular that you absolutely just can't stand to listen to, even though other people may think this is a great song or this is a great artist. Is it somebody you just could not get with? And for me, it's Lenny Williams. I cannot. And y'all, I had to agree with you. <laughs> and I want you all to know that I tried, okay? I, I tried like Lenny Williams tried. I, I love you. No. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I, love him. I watched, I watched his unsung because I wanted to know his backstory and I wanted to try and try and connect to him. So was it more songs it, or was it more? I, I don't know. I couldn't. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess he was cool. You know, I mean, people like him. 
I couldn't me, tell you another Lenny Williams song, and I agree I with you. I always thought he was a one-hit wonder because I couldn't get past that one song. Yeah. I don't know if he had anything else because I never made it past that song. I could not deal with the girl you know I I, I love you. I, I don't. I don't know. And he's lonely. Lonely. Oh, well, maybe goodness. you've never been in love. Like, maybe, I've been in love. I maybe I have. I haven't. I, not, I, I never felt like that. And, and Lenny Weir, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Relate to that song. I'm quite sure he, he can sing. You know what I mean? Yes. But it's and that he, one song. like, And people love it. Love it. They love, love it. it. And I'm like, what are you, you hearing know what that I'm not hearing? They envision him breaking down on his knees and... You know, holding his chest and probably falling all out and like, oh, or maybe they've experienced man. love on that deep of a level, that's and they've experienced hurt on that deep of a that's level. That, that's seventies love. We don't. I, I don't apparently, I have. I don't understand because I don't that. understand. Yes, how that 80s. sounds good <laughs> to anybody's girl ear. Is that no? Yeah, but there there are artists that sing songs that even Michael Jackson, like all of his little Heal the World and those um that one song that R. Kelly wrote for him. You know the one where Lisa Marie Presley is in the video? Oh, I remember I didn't like something about song. it, but I don't remember the song exactly. And speaking yeah, of I R. Didn't. Kelly. Uh yeah. So are we on the mute R. Kelly team? You know what? I don't. He's not in my my rotation. He's not. I'll in just my put rotation it to you this way. He's not in my rotation, and I'm gonna tell you not because he doesn't have any jams, and not because he is not talented. He's not in my rotation because basically he's never really been. I'm from Chicago, right? And <clears throat> you know, so he he was in my rotation even after all of things came out about him. He was still in my rotation and I was one of the <clears throat> ones of the mindset that, you know, I can separate the art from the artist. And, you know, I paid for these albums. It's not like I'm, you know, um, streaming this music. These are like albums that I physically bought. <laughs> you know, so I invested into him. This is stuff I own so I can still listen to I'm not buying anything new. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I can still yeah. listen to the stuff that I already own. You know, and that's right. that's where I was with it. And then I watched Oh that documentary. The documentary. And then you just said no. And I felt what those women experienced. Right. Because if you've ever experienced manipulation on the level that they have, you mm-hmm. know, or, or if you've experienced being manipulated by a man at some point at all, that shit was so relatable. Right. Those women, in my opinion, aren't lying. And I just couldn't after that enjoy listening to their music. But you know something too, speaking of how people separate the two, because you, I don't think anybody would listen to the likes of James Brown. You know, mm-hmm. you watch his documentary and how he used to smack his women around. It's like, where where do you draw the line? And I honestly think that that has to do with personal morals and personal boundaries. Right. And what it is you can 
tolerate, and, can what tolerate. You, and what you can. Yeah. But after that, I just couldn't. I couldn't consciously. It didn't feel. It didn't feel right to my to my spirit to be listening to it and knowing, you know, that this happened the way it happened, and knowing how I felt when maybe I was manipulated or went through a situation. So I'm like, hell no, nah, I can't. And then you listen to When a Woman's Fed Up and you go, did this song come from the same person that did? It's just... It How just do you know? Was you there yeah. talking? To, this is, was these one of the women who... It, you know... But it's just I a don't... Like I said, he's he wasn't in my rotation because he's never been a favorite. Yeah. He's a great a writer. Of mine. He, he's you know, very talented. He's talented. And very, very good at what he does. You yeah. can never take that away from him. He just happens to be um, yeah. a shit-filled Twinkie. You know what I mean? Like, right. So good. Dating. <laughs> <laughs> what? With music um, and, and the exchange of music and dating. I love it when somebody tells me how I feel feel how they feel about me by giving me a song me too i, I because then i can listen to it and i know what you're trying to tell me <laughs> you what know I, tell you? And I know what you're saying no, no but, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it is so funny because ever since that dating episode it's like I can't mention you like, and your judgmental. Ah, but I'm not being I'm not judgmental anymore. I'm 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 actually dating someone. Oh good. Just hope he does not pick up the blue booms phone. Because <laughs> <laughs> he and is we, out. We've had that conversation. <laughs> oh, you forewarned him. He gotta stay away from everything blue, don't you? So no, blue? so he actually listened to that episode. He, we were talking and he was like, so Blue Boo's farm, huh? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, touch it and be gone. <sighs> okay. So yeah, just don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, so we do send each other music and I like that, you know, because I like the, the fact that you're sending me music that expresses how you feel about me. I can send you music to express how I feel about you and not only that, you're introducing me to artists that I haven't listened to before, you know, yes. and I like that, too. I don't think I could date anybody that that didn't like music. Right. And even old stuff. He would send me some shit from, like, 1990. And, yes. and I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't heard of this. You know, I haven't heard yes. of this shit in so long. <laughs> and, it, you know, like, wow. But, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I do. I do like being Just able don't fuck to... up. I know, right? <laughs> then you get. Uh, what, what then was that? then when what you, was that you can't listen to the music anymore because now it's like, fuck, uh, now this song is attached. Oh my goodness. I can listen this. to Glenn Jones. I can still <laughs> listen to Glenn Jones because I've had Glenn Jones. Um, what's that group? Jermaine Dupree's group, um, Let's Get Married, Jagged Edge. Oh, I love Jagged I can Edge. listen to them. I, can I definitely... can't listen to H Town to this day. I cannot. No H-Town. It has been ruined for me. <laughs> no. And Maze, Frankie Beverly and Maze. I just got some, yeah. Yeah. Dating and, and songs. Definitely a good thing. Yeah. So let's see. What about, um, what song reminds you of high school? 
Prince. Anything Prince reminds me of high school. Like I said, the whole, I mean, because MTV, Mm. I went to school in California for a year in high school, my sophomore year. And that's when I got all of my, like I said, all of my Duran Duran, all of my Depeche Mode, um, things, things like that. So, but Prince, everybody was into Purple Rain. Okay. And I'll be sure. And um, what was his name? Was it Johnny Kemp? Just got paid. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was him. But then I'm from Chicago too. So our new is old in that we listen to a lot of house music. Mm-hmm. So it was whatever new, you know, Frankie Knuckles, Jamie Principal, whatever, whatever new that they put out. Plus house music is always blended with the old. So yeah, that was me in high school. Okay. What about you? So for me, um, I'm from Louisiana, so we have a different, like, kind of like a different sound mm-hmm. um, in Louisiana. So it was this one artist called Jubilee. I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was like this song. It was it had like a dance to it called the Jubilee All. <laughs> so, no, you have to yes. show me. I need to see that. Yeah. So that reminds me of being in high school because we would learn the dance, do all the moves. And also, like anything, cash money. Anytime oh, you hear okay. cash money taking over for the yeah, that remind me of that time. And um, let's see. Now I also went to a predominantly white school back then. Yeah. So I had a lot of white friends okay. back then. Okay. And it was this one song um, called "Champagne Supernova." And every time I hear it to this day, it makes me think of when I'm getting ready to graduate and, you know, just everything about my senior year. Because we would always sing that song and like, oh, we're going to miss each other. and (laughs) What's going to become of us? And every time I hear it now, I think back to that time, you know, and it was like good times. So what's shaping your your music scene now? Like, are you embracing any new artists or what's what's happening? Um, So my friend, um, Guy, Mm -hmm. him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he introduced me to the Hamiltons. Like and you love Anthony Hamilton and not know Anthony Hamilton. His wonderful background. Did not know they had their own thing going. So so the Hamiltons are in rotation? The Hamiltons are in rotation. Of course, you introduced me to Mac Miller. And so I've been listening to him on a continuous basis. I started out with his latest stuff, but that only made me want to go back and hear some of his, his senior, older, you know, his yeah. older albums. So I've been like, I think I've downloaded every album he has. <laughs> um, Bridget Kelly. Yeah, uh, you were telling me about yeah, it. Yeah, I listened to one of her songs randomly. I think I heard it on one of the Love and Hip Hop franchise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that made me go and seek her out on YouTube. And then after I listened to some of her stuff, I was like, damn, I love her music. You know, 
Love and Hip Hop is trash, but yeah, her but... music is so <laughs> fucking good. You make great music. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was listening to Snow Allegra. Oh, and, yeah. I downloaded and, her, and her too. Car the other day. I really like her. Yeah, I like her. Um, and like I said, another the chick Asian, I like her. And just so many. I, I know. Listening to podcasts, I don't listen to mainstream radio. So listening to different podcasts and watching television shows or, you know, somebody, you know, may introduce me to an artist or even how, like on Spotify sometimes, how they will like, ease somebody else into the yeah, mix. Yeah, they have those suggestions, you know, <laughs> yeah. at the bottom, where you can yeah. just keep going and keep going and keep going. And that, yeah, that's how I encounter new artists. And sometimes you run across somebody and they, they bomb, you know. I know. I was listening. I, I forget who I was listening to, but Sly and the Family Stone, one of their songs came on and I'm like, Oop, saving it, you right. know. And, it's, and, and that's what I, that's one of the things. I love about Spotify is that they'll keep you going along the vein of um, music that you're listening to. Mm -hmm. So I really like the fact that they have those those suggestions. But girl, just like we was in that Uber in San Francisco and that guy was playing his morning playlist. Yeah. And I was like, what? what, What's your name on Spotify? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to follow you. Because he had a good vibe, a good vibe going. It was good. It was really good. So, yeah. Well, this has been a great episode. It has. I just got one last question. Yes. Tupac or Biggie? Tupac, and you know why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Why, Tupac? Tell the world why. No. (laughs) You know, no. Um... I just like his groove. I like I like his lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like his persona most of all. I kind of like his liked his um his level of intellect. Yeah. That that was most appealing. So um and I like Biggie, don't get me wrong, but Tupac, we can uh, chill together for sure. Yeah, I like Tupac also. I like the fact that he was, you know, an activist yes. as well as an artist. Yep. Um, as well as an actor. You know, he he mm-hmm. he was multifaceted, and he was like a real ass person. And he walked in his truth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was real. He was what he was is what he was. But the thing is, I don't. I, even though we always pit them against each other. And that's just our, you know. Look, great is great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we we pit them against each other. But he really wasn't even a hip-hop artist to me. He was mo- more so a poet. conscious rap conscious. or poet. He brought conscious rap to us in the 90s when we, our generation, didn't even know what conscious rap was. And of course, there were other conscious rappers like KRS-One and, you know, but that was but before, before all us. of them, it was the last poet. It the was, last poet. It was Gil Scott Gil Heron. Gil Scott Heron. Yes. I still have them on some... my phone. I love <laughs> no, Gil Scott Heron. I can dance in a bottle right now. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, there were there were those but that were before them. That were before him, but that wasn't our generation. For our yeah. generation, Tupac was our Gil Scott Heron. Yeah. yeah. So 
for that, I love him because he brought you. that he brought that frame of mind to us and that thought process. And I love that about him. He is my one of my most favorite conscious rappers besides Kendrick Lamar and Talib Kweli. Yes, yes. But I'm a notorious B.I.G. fan. <laughs> <laughs> but from the from separating who Tupac is from like the music and all of that. Mm -hmm. For as far as hip hop goes, Biggie resonates with Biggie you. resonates with me when when it comes to hip hop. Yes. Cause I, I just love his music. I love his flow. And I love the fact that he will say some shit that will leave you like, did this nigga just blow his own <laughs> self? <laughs> like you know, and he he was just his flow was just nice, and he was he was good with it. Can you imagine the music that we would have now if they were still here? If they were if they were still around, and yeah. that's what I'm talking about. And even if you look now, we're losing everybody left and right. You know, that's why yeah. I wish <clears throat> that today's artists would embrace the old yeah so that we can keep this going you know i mean there is no luther no prince no michael no barry white no i mean and the list goes on and on no I mean, teddy yeah in my generation <clears throat> like a lot of the good artists have fallen victim to drugs and mental you know and i know with creativity there's a lot of mental illness we deal with a lot you suffer through a lot of depression and bipolar yeah. disorder and you know like amy winehouse and mac miller yes, and, and mac miller. a lot of them amy winehouse was a great fucking artist she was she was troubled she but she was. was a great artist her music was amazing to me but if we don't and that's why i don't let my daughters run away I don't let them escape music from the past. Donny Hathaway. That's why, yes. And that is why I will take a song that they know now and I will take them back to that song mm -hmm. where that song originated from. And I will still play the music that my parents played because if I don't give you any of that, it's going to get lost. It's going to get lost. And and I hate and I hate the fact, like this music that is being made today, I don't, and I hate that because I feel like I'm, 40 years old, I'm becoming my parents who didn't really understand our music. No. And this music, I don't understand it. This mumble rap, I'm not, I don't know I'm what, gonna, what it um, is. Bop to, to something that, that sounds good to me. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm not going to tell you that I, that's something that I'm going to listen to years down the line. And it just we don't have any more bands anymore nobody's playing instruments no it just bothers me that there's no love music it, you know you know back in the days there used to be and even the, on the street corner under, under yes. the window singing to Do somebody yeah one nigga's bitch and he got <laughs> four of his homeboys <laughs> Singing. singing with him to get this one bitch to act right <laughs> And they and, and they're they not don't. doing that. We're not in the rain 
even the ones that have the opportunity to do it they're not tank has the opportunity to do it but usher usher is not bad about it he's not bad about it but it's so few and far between and joe is still trying to you know i haven't heard a new joe album you remember that last song he had um I hope he makes the biggest mistakes. I can't. I I can't think of the the title of the song, but everybody he had everybody singing that song. It was like a Joe challenge or something. But but it's Joe not, Babyface. But, but how many years has it been since we've heard new like music from these love song crooners? I don't it's know. been years. I wish they were bringing it back. Yeah, Maxwell needs to put out something new. Rome. We haven't heard um, that nigga, and I don't know when. Is he still out there? But I blame it on mainstream radio, too. Yep. You know, I blame it on these record companies. I blame it on mainstream radio, um, which is why I'm so glad we have these other apps and platforms right. that we can, you know, get our music from. But you better believe that whatever nonsense. Um, but my kids have such good musical taste, though. I have to give it to them. You know, they might listen to things that I just don't understand, mm-hmm. but for the most part, they can introduce me to music. My mother, my daughter gave me a whole playlist and called it mom. Okay. And I can groove to, you know, maybe like 75% of what's on that playlist. But um, we as parents, um, we have to do better. We have to teach them, you know, it's part of their their heritage, their history, their mm-hmm. heritage, you know? Yeah. Um, Motel should never disappear. Never. You know? It should never go away. Kids should always know. And that's know. why I'm glad they make the the movies that they make, even though some of them are horribly made. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that they put something out there to keep that memory alive. You know, like the Temptations and, yes. you know... The five heartbeats and things like that. Just my daughter loves that... my girl. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, because she watched The Temptations. Mm-hmm. But um, we got to keep it alive, you know. Yeah. And if they don't want to listen to it, we get a hold of our grandkids, mm-hmm. and then we teach to them. And then when you hear stuff, this their new age music, you'd be like. That song ain't new. That beat came from, you know. <laughs> I do. I sit my daughter down and I go, oh, time for a music lesson. Right. And I turn on YouTube and she'll tell you, I will, <laughs> I will give her, um, I will give her music lessons. That's what's up. But um, this has been a great, uh, a very good episode. Yes, it has. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. It's been so fun talking about music. So many memories, you know, especially talking about my mom and her music and my dad. Is there anything, any songs that your parent? We are never going to finish this episode. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this one up. You know, I usually wrap things up with my with my mommy, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna wrap this one up with my father. And. He we used to have instruments in the house all the time. Um, he played a bass guitar. We had bongos, congas, maracas, um, harmonicas, tambourines, and so the song "Stealing Watermelons." I love that something you got. He used to play his harmonica to that. He used to play his bass. When he played his bass, he would play it to the Crusader Street Light. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, I remember him standing in the middle of the floor playing his tambourine to um, Undisputed Truth's version of Magic Carpet Ride. Okay. What about you? Um, So my dad, we had instruments in the home, but my dad didn't play instruments. He just used to like collecting instruments. And it's so funny when you said that, that made me think back to that. And I think back to my home now, you know, and I, I have instruments in my home now. <laughs> yes, I do too. Right. Because music honor. is you life. Honor. You yeah. have to honor your, 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 your ancestors, your parents. Your history. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, the, the Jimmy drums and yes. the shakerettes and... I used to have my guitar and all kinds of just instruments all around my house. Yeah. You have to honor them. Yeah. But girl, this has been lovely. It's it been... has. And this is not the only time we're going to do a music episode. We're we're going to like try to do different kinds of music episodes throughout our podcast journey. Yes. Because this was really fun. To talk about jazz. Yeah, because there's so much more that we could talk about and go in-depth and in detail about. So we, we got to revisit this at some point. Yeah, so people have to know that there's more than jazz than Kenny G and Najee. You all aren't going to tell me that that's the, the end all. So. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this would be a good, good um, relaxing episode for us to do ever so often just to talk about different aspects of music and how we relate to them even we can even go into detail about specific artists or specific genres or something like that but so this brings our podcast to a close and it's been really fun it has been yeah i've loved every (laughs) minute of it right So listen, you all need to talk to us, you know, let us know what you listen to, share some of your memories with us and we'll, you know, probably use that as a topic of discussion or just bring up some of the little tidbits that you all share with us. Yeah. If any, if you found any of it relatable, let us know, you know, hit us up, you know, we don't bite. (laughs) (laughs) Not, you know, unless you... Yeah, so, you know, it's been fun, and we will see you all on the next episode. Yes, if you all need to reach out to us, you can contact us at keeplivingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on any of our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at keeplivingpod. Thanks, and you all have a good day. Have a good week, and just keep, keep jamming. living and yes. keep jamming. Keep jamming, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Bye. For more information about our podcast, please log on to www.keeplivingpodcast.com. And don't forget to like us and subscribe in the Apple Podcast Market or Podcast Addict.